Well, on your table, there's a couple things, and I wanted to just make sure that you're aware. There's a little packet sitting in front of you um, that we'll get to in just a second. Uh, but before we do that, I would just want to make sure that you are aware that there are prayer requests on each of the tables, on the middle of the table, and you can grab those and fill those out tonight and leave those. And we're going to be praying at the end as adults, and uh, you can use those. There's also a Connect uh, connecting points brochure, and uh, we want you to, to take that and to be looking over that and how you can plug in and uh, connect with us as a church. Uh, there's 12 different things this term that we are, are offering, and we're excited about that. The other thing that I want you to see is that we've got a little folder for you, and if you open that up, there's nothing in it. And that's because for the next 15 weeks, we're going to stuff it full with good stuff that's going to bless your life. And uh, the first thing we want to put in there is a spring term overview. And how do you like that? Bonnie picks spring. Like, I like that. I would have called it winter, but I like, I like your thinking that we're headed toward the spring, right? Through the end of April. And uh, hopefully by the end of April, it'll be sunny and warm <laughs> and that'll be great. So we want, you can uh, kind of see where we're headed over the next 15 weeks. And I just want to note on the bottom, the week 15, April 24th, um, grab a pen and circle that date. We are going to be having a commissioning service, a prayer time together, students and adults, and we're going to be uh, tailoring that night just asking God to take us to a new level as leaders. And it's going to be a fun night. We're going to lay hands on people and just pray and ask God to impart something really special into them, and uh, we're, we're going to do that. And uh, as you look at some of this... Um, some of you that are from Lansing, I know Pastor Pete uh, is familiar with some of the material that we're going to be covering. I don't know, Tim and Arianne, if this looks familiar. This really, a lot of what we're going to be covering uh, comes from Lansing Mount Hope Church. Uh, great ministry there. Pastor Dave Williams is a great friend of mine, and uh, he has allowed us to, to use his material, and we've kind of tailored it and uh, honed it down. Each of his lessons lasts an hour. We're going to endeavor to do it in 20 minutes, all right? In 20 minutes, we're going to release release the students after we worship each night, and then we are going to uh, talk a little bit about leadership as adults, and then the students will do the same in the back, and then we're going to pray. And so that's kind of what we're trying to do on these Wednesday nights, uh, trying to keep it fast-paced and moving, and, um, and that's where we're just believing God's going to honor that. So you all ready to jump in? All right, so you kind of know where we're going. All right, well, uh, the very first night, the, the course that we're calling Connect 301 focuses on master-level leadership. And if we are going to become master-level leaders, we need to understand that that is a Christ-like leader. And it was interesting as I was uh, studying this again, we've done this in the past, but it's been about two and a half years since we've been through this material. And as I was reviewing it, I was saying to myself, why have we stopped teaching this with our leaders? And uh, I'm just excited. I believe it's just the right time to bring it back. I needed this. Uh, the, the lesson tonight, was it spoke to me as I was preparing, and I'm praying that it does for you too. And uh, we want to just challenge you um, that we... Uh, want to be Christ-like leaders. Now, when I think about a Christ-like leader, I think of three things. And we've got three lines there. You can kind of fill these in. First of all, is that when we think about Christ-like leaders, it's God who raises up leaders. God, and in, in you look in Scripture, God does not raise up committees. You don't see you know, Moses and the clan. God raised up a leader to lead. 
And what's interesting is as we study leadership is that we are not born leaders, but we are made into leaders. We are crafted and molded and shaped by experiences and by what we learn and, um, and just all kinds of things shape us into the leaders that God wants us to be. The second thing, when I think about a Christ-like leader, really it takes me to Luke chapter 22. I want you to turn with me there and uh, we'll read a couple verses here that are really important for us as we understand leadership and uh, God type of leadership, Christ-like leadership. In Luke chapter 22, it talks of Jesus here. He's, um, he's talking to his disciples. I thought I had it marked, but I had Mar- uh, Matthew 22, not Luke 22. Here we go. Um, so Jesus is uh, it's at the Last Supper, and he's talking with his disciples. In a dispute, verse 24, um, rose among the disciples as to which of them would be considered to be the greatest. Now, just a quick uh, survey. How many of you would say, you know what? I want to be great. Just raise your hand and be honest. All right, yeah, we want to be great. We want to be used by God. We want to do cool things. And what I love here is that Jesus doesn't say, no, you're not supposed to be great. Instead, what he does, he redefines what greatness is. And let's look at what Jesus says. He says, The kings and the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. So we are not to be ones that are lording it over people, but you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one that who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? And of course we'd say, yeah, the one who's sitting at the table is greater than the servant that's serving and providing a meal or or cleaning up or washing feet or whatever the case might be. And then it says, but look, but I, Jesus, I am among you as one who serves. And so a Christ-like leader is a servant plus a leader equals a Christ-like leader. And the other verse I want to look real quick at is 2 Timothy chapter 2, 15. I love it. It says a Christ-like leader will do his best. Listen to what it says. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of God. And that's what we're doing uh, over these next 15 nights, that we are going to rightly divide God's Word. We're going to look at these leadership dynamics, these biblical laws of leadership, and we are praying that we will, as as a group, that we will rise up and be the best leaders that we can be. Now, what I want you to know when it comes to uh, leadership, a leader really means nothing without a modifier. Does that make sense? So you could be a puppet leader where someone's pulling your strings and you can kind of, you know, it looks like you're leading, but really someone else is. Or you could be a Christian leader. You could be a selfish leader. You know, I could, you know, if I had some sugar water, I could probably lead the ants that are around the church or, uh, you know, things like that. We could, we could do that. Uh, you could be a pace setter leader. You could be a business leader. It's the modifier that makes, that makes you. Now, we're going to talk about three types of leadership tonight, and really, out of those three, for the rest of our time together for the other nights, we're going to focus on one. But let's look at the first type of leader, the first level, level one. And what we would call that is a superficial leader. 
Now, when you think of something superficial, what do you think of? Someone help me out. What's superficial? What, what, what comes to mind? Fake, uh, someone said. What else comes to mind? Shallow, sure. Superficial, you know, it's, it's, easy, it's like a mold. It's a, a politicians, thank you, sure. I think of a title-only type of person, maybe the boss's kid, if you can imagine, someone that's hired in, and they're put in a position of leadership, but really they have no authority. Um, or it's the type of leader that says, well, if no one else will do it, then I'll do it. It's kind of like the Ahab and Jezebel, the puppet-type leader. If you know that story in Scripture, we don't have the time to, to dive into it tonight. But you know, Ahab was the king, but who was really in control? Jezebel. And that would be a superficial leader. Now, let me just give you an answer. If there was a test at the end of tonight, none of us would want to be considered superficial leaders, okay? But there's a second type, too. And there's probably more people like the second one um, than there may even be of the third type in, when you look at across America in churches. And that would be considered a second-level leader is a shallow leader. And when I think of a shallow leader, it's a, sh- it's a leader that shoots from the hip. They, they come to a circumstance and they're unprepared, limited study. They're average. They're common. Old revelation. Maybe they, they heard something from God way back in 1965, and that's all they talk about. There's nothing new that's happening in their life. That would be a shallow leader. And again, none of us, hopefully, would aspire to that. But unfortunately, in the American church, there are a lot of shallow leaders. But I want to surround myself with not superficial or shallow leaders, but the third type of leaders that we want to focus on, and that is a master-level leader. A master-level leader is a deep, focused leader. A Jesus kind of leader. The leader that's willing to go the extra mile. When I think of a master level leader, I think of someone that's highly focused, that knows what God is doing in the community or in the world, and asks, you know what? How can I be a part of that? And that's the kind of leader that I want to surround myself with. Now, that doesn't just happen overnight. We don't just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm a master level leader, or that's the type of leader I want to be, and so I'm going to start calling myself that, right? There's a process. There's some stages, and I want to go through those real quickly. The first is the anointing or the call, and you know what? I believe that every single person here tonight, young person to the oldest here, is called by God. We are called to be leaders. And there's a conception that kind of comes with that. And you know, it's interesting, we can study David's life, that David, he was anointed as king when he was young, and it took many, many years before he was actually crowned king and actually was leading in that capacity. But there was that calling, there was an anointing on his life. And students, I believe that God has a call on your life. Young people here, uh, singles, I know that God has a call on your life. Parents and, uh, and others, uh, the, uh, the adults here, we have a call on our lives that God wants us to fulfill. But we can't just say, okay, I'm called. We need to move along the stages. And the second stage is preparation by study. Preparation by study. And you know what's interesting? David studied for seven years. And he committed himself to know the Word of God. 
and he loved the word. And I just want to encourage us that it's over these weeks, we are going to study. We're going to get into God's word, look at these biblical laws of leadership. But then there's a third part that's a lot of fun, is preparation by practice. How many of you would show up to the dentist? I've got a dentist appointment on Monday and say, uh, yeah, go ahead, just you know, drill away at my teeth. And uh, yeah, yeah, this is my first day. I've never done this before. But I know I'm called. And boy, I've been studying. I've been looking at those books. No problem. Here you go. No way. We want those dentists to be practicing. And you know what's the same is true for us. And I think of uh, uh, all of us, we have opportunities to practice, preparation by practice. I love when the uh, youth have the opportunity to lead worship. And uh, some, some of them are here that have led worship before on Sunday mornings. And you know what? That is preparation by practice, where you are getting your hands and your feet dirty in ministry. And uh, it's exciting. And then after we practice, after we've studied, after we know God has called us, then there's the appointing or the release for ministry. And that's what we want to take us through and kind of come to that point. And we want to become master level leaders. And we're going to take those, uh, these 14 weeks and look at ways that we can uh, encourage one another to, uh, to attain a master level leadership in our lives. So the question there says, what level leader do you want to be? I hope and pray that we would all say, yeah, we want to be master level leaders. Well, there are seven qualities that of a master level leader that we want to address. And we're going to kind of go through these and then I'm going to pray and then we'll dismiss the students. And then I want to talk a little bit about just a little bit of discussion. How do these qualities challenge you and how can we apply these things and this is what i want you to do pastor Pete, too with the students how can we put these things into practice um and uh but there are seven qualities that are really important to understand if you are going to be a master level leader the first quality is this master level leaders have faith they have faith and they have a faith-filled attitude how many have ever heard that it's, you know, in life, and whether it's in school or in work, that it's 85% attitude and 50, 15% aptitude? <laughs> you know, you may know a little, but if you've got a great attitude, you can go a long way. Well, master-level leaders have a faith-filled attitude. And we're going to talk about faith on several occasions throughout, this, throughout these nights, and uh, we'll, we'll come back to that. But uh, that's the first one, that they have incredible faith. The second one is that master-level leaders have an unswerving sense of mission. They stay on target. They're not easily distracted. Master-level leaders have a sense of mission that they have got a goal ahead of them and that they're going to accomplish it. So not only do they have great faith, and we'll talk about what that looks like uh, over the next several weeks, but they also have a sense of mission. And number three, they are hard workers. They have an orientation to results. They have an orientation to results, not just activity. Let me say that again. They, master level leaders, they work hard. They have an orientation for results. That's the key, not just activity. You know what I believe? I believe that God, when he looks at our lives, he desires each of us to be fruitful. To be, it's right in God's word. He says, be fruitful. 
that, that our lives should bear fruit and good fruit by that, by that matter. And those results, now we can be busy, we can do all kinds of things and, and look like we've got all these things going and be totally ineffective. But God wants us to be effective. And so the uh, master level leaders have an orientation for results. They're not just out there aim, aimlessly. Number four, master level leaders, they have a deep desire to serve God and to serve others. I love that. They have a deep desire to serve God and to serve others. I just want you to take a moment and think about your desire, your life. Do you desire to serve God first, to be about his business, and in, 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 along that way, do you have a desire to serve others? And that can be hard to, to answer at times in our lives, but boy, if we can get a hold of that and say, you know what, I want to serve God and I want to serve others to the best of my ability, I think we're heading in the right direction. Would you agree? All right, number five, just a couple more. They delegate, master level leaders, they delegate and release potential in others. This is huge. Master level leaders, they delegate and release potential in others. When I was in um, college, my first two years, I did a two-year internship at a church, and I was 50% youth ministry, 50% children's ministry. And um, Pastor Mark uh, Urich, who was my mentor kind of at that time in my life, he would say that as soon as you can do something that I can do, 70 to 80% of as good as I can do it, he says, I'm going to release you to do it. And I'm like, shouldn't I get to like 80 or 90 or you know 100%? And he said, absolutely not. If we can do 70 to 80% uh, of what, if someone else can do what I can do, 70 to 80%, I need to be releasing them to be able to practice the preparation by practice and to let them soar. And my goal around here is that we would be equipping each other to be released for ministry, to give uh, delegation, to, to be able to release that potential in others. It's huge. Number six, master level leaders, they are committed to excellence and quality. How I many know God sent his best and he, re- he, uh, it, you know, he expects our best and he desires our best. And so master level leaders are committed to excellence and quality. And then the last one, this one's a fun one. They have a proprietary disposition. Master level leaders have a proprietary disposition. If you don't know what that means, it means that that master level leaders, when they walk around, they think they own the place. (laughs) They would go around and they would have cons- great concern for the other members around and for the body of Christ. They would, they would, uh, they're concerned about the cost of business, uh, if you can put that. They're, they're, they're the types of people that, that if they see something that needs to be picked up, they, they bend down and they pick it up and throw it away. They walk around like they know, the, 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 like they own the place. They have a proprietary disposition. And you know what? I see some of you, and I, I look at you, and I've seen you uh, take ownership at times here at the Gateway Church, and it excites me. And uh, when you just kind of pick up and say, you know what? This is my church. Uh, 
I'm going to serve. I'm going to do this. I'm going to fill in the gap. And a lot of times, even without asking, and it is exciting. Master-level leaders, they love where they serve, and they are used by God. So let me ask you this. Which of these qualities challenge you? We're going to discuss that in just a minute. Maybe where are you good? Where, where would you need some improvement? And how can we apply these qualities in our day-to-day life as students, as young people, at home, at school, at church, at work, in our families? How can we do that? Lord, I pray that you would honor our efforts to strengthen the body, to equip the saints for ministry. And part of that is just some good old leadership training. And Lord, I pray that these leadership principles over these next several weeks would be illuminated in our lives and that it would make us better. Lord, I pray that our students would get a hold of these principles as young people. Lord, I pray that that each family member here would grab these principles, and run with them. And Lord, that we would, as a team, together, we would be challenged to become master-level leaders, Christ-like leaders, servant-type leaders. And God, we will give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.